to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. I am your host, Denise Heidel. I am here today with Siobhan Green with SG Tailoring. Um, Before we get into the conversation, though, I want to just kind of give you a heads up about some upcoming things going on at the Chamber. Uh, First of all, at the end of this month, um, on February 28th, we have our first business after hours of the year with Sal Valencia with Edward Jones. You can check that out on the the calendar. Um, Also, the next morning, uh, we have the new member breakfast reception, which I know everybody in the chamber is thrilled that I am such an early morning person. Sorry, it starts at 7.30 a.m., but it's a great way for both (laughs) new and seasoned members to come together, get to know each other, and um, just have like a little bit of informal networking time. Um, I can't believe it, but it is almost March. And in March, we're going to have a ribbon cutting uh, and grand reopening. We're going to be celebrating with Casual Furniture World. So we're excited about that on March the 16th. And then um, while there's other things going on in March, I want to hop on over to April and just wrap up these announcements, reminding everybody that we have our 13th annual Clemens Community Day coming up on April 20th. There's still time to reserve a booth, so make sure you head to the calendar and RSVP for your booth and hopefully maybe even some sponsorship. I'd love to put your logo on our marketing efforts. And then, of course, there's no risk for the weary because immediately following Clemens Community Day on April the 22nd, we will start our three-day Entre Leadership simulcast. I am super excited to bring this program back to the Chamber of Commerce for the second year in a row. Um, This is a Dave Ramsey event. If you're familiar at all with Dave Ramsey, you know that man's got opinions. So there's a lot to be shared. It's great leadership content from a dynamic speaker lineup. So um, just make sure you're checking out the Chamber calendar, um, Chamber website. And of course, if you have questions, give the Chamber office a call. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So like I said, uh, today we are going to be talking with Siobhan Green with SG Tailoring. Siobhan, thank you so much for being on the program today. Hi. uh, Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Well, I am super excited um, to introduce you to our listeners today. So, um, So just for those of you who don't know, Siobhan joined the chamber, I guess, about six months ago, right? Am I right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And so Siobhan's business is called SG Tailoring and has one of the most unique approaches to tailoring I've I've ever heard of. So um, I'm excited to hear about your background and how you got started. Yes. So I got started as a kid. Um, 
I had an issue where things just don't fit me properly because I'm curvy. And a lot of us women and even men have that same issue. And I just could not find anything that fit me properly. So I started to try to sew my clothes as a kid. Um, and I took one class in high school. And then I started working for a little alteration shop in Vermont called The Sewing Basket at 18 years old. And I've been sewing professionally ever since then. Uh, I learned a lot there and I'm really fascinated by how things are put together on how clothing is put together. Mm -hmm. And so I just began taking things apart and putting things back together. And that's how I learned a lot of my skill is mm -hmm. by doing that. Well, I didn't, I don't, I don't think I realized you were from Vermont. What brought you down to North Carolina? Well, it's cold up there. <laughs> so uh, I, <laughs> I wanted to be warmer and uh -huh. Um, I wanted to move to a, a a state that was a bit busier so that it would be better for my business. Uh, one of the main one of the main purposes of moving was to be able to start a business. And um, the population in Vermont is about the same as the population of Winston-Salem. So there's not as many people up there. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just uh, it seemed like the right place to be. All right. Well, I did not know that. Well, welcome to North Carolina. I'm glad you're here. So, um, well, and I, I find that really interesting about how you learned how to sew. And I, I have to say, I it's a talent I wish I had. I want so badly to be able to sew. And I it's just, there's too much math involved with, with it for me. I don't know. Yeah. I've just never gotten the hang of the measurements and so forth. But I think it's really interesting how you you learned by taking things apart and reassembling them. You hear that a lot with kids who are curious with um, like technology. They take apart radios and all this kind of stuff, trying to figure out how they all work. Um, but I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about doing that with clothing. And that's really, really interesting. Um, so what made you decide to launch your own business? I know you've got a lot of experience working for others, but, you know, taking that giant leap of faith to, to do this on your own, what made you decide to do that? One of the main reasons is flexibility for mm -hmm. my children. I have two children. I'm a single mom. And it is, it's hard to have a regular job and be able to be there for them. And so that was one of my main motivations for starting a business. Um, but also, I found that at the sewing shops that I worked at, I really loved those places. But I had a lot of things that I wanted to do differently. Right. And to be able to implement those things and do the things that I wanted, um, I needed to be able to kind of have control of the business um, because everyone has a different idea of how they want to run a business right. and not everybody liked the idea of of being mobile uh, not everybody liked the idea of you know, of um, running things the way that I prefer to run them and so that was another motivation is being able to Kind of call the shots and have the have the flexibility and to be able to offer services to my clients that I wanted to be able to offer to them. Well, 
you know, and what I love about it, I mean, you've, you've done some work for me. Um, what I love about that is that the mobile service you offer made things, I, I mean, I thought, well, that's kind of interesting, but it made things so much easier for me because I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm no different from anybody else. This, our schedules are insane. And I had a dress hanging in my closet for a solid year. Love the dress. I'd look at it. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to have that dragging on the floor today. So, you know, I, I, I didn't wear it for a year. It just was wasted because yeah. it was too long and I would forget to call and make an appointment. I would forget to put it in my car as a reminder. And when I found out that you do the home visits to do it, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm all over that because it's not going to happen otherwise. That dress would hang in the closet for another year. So, yeah. Um, so what made you decide to do the mobile aspect of it? Because I don't, is that common in your industry? The mobile fittings are usually reserved for the elite. There's only, there are other tailors out there that do mobile fittings, but they really only do them for, um, for the elite people like the, the CEOs. And, um, you'll find that a lot of people in film, like actors and actresses, they get that service. And the reality is that everyday people regular everyday people are just as busy mm -hmm. and we by the time people get out of work a lot of the shops are closed right. so making an appointment you have to leave work in the middle of the day you have to drive down to the shop you have to take the time to do the fitting and then you have to drive back and in our in our current uh in our current climate, I suppose, um, it takes a long time and it's not as convenient. And I wanted to offer convenience to regular everyday working people. And a lot of people now after COVID work from home. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to have to leave their house if they're working from home. So it makes it so much easier to be able to call someone set up an appointment and have them come to your home or have them come to your office. I've done office visits before as well, if you have your own office. And it just, it brings that service to regular everyday people. Well, like I said, it was so awesome for me um, because, you know, like you're saying, everybody's busy and I'm pulled in 500 directions some days. And it was just really easy to just say, I can be home and this isn't one more place I need to be. She's coming to me. So I really, really love that aspect of what you're doing. So um, remind me, I'm so sorry. I should have asked you this earlier. How long have you been in business? I have been in business since June of last year. So okay. So you're a brand new business and this is yes. a really unique business model. Yes. So what are some of the common things that people can expect when they call you and what do they need to do to get ready for you? So the most common things are that uh, for a fitting is I generally need about an hour to do a fitting, uh, depending on what you what people are having done. Um 
you'll need in in general you need to have the right shoes unless you need to have the right shoes and you need to have the right undergarments depending on what you're wearing sometimes un undergarments matter um especially for gowns and things like that if if anybody's wearing shapewear you have to be wearing that when i do the fitting other than that you know it's it's a collaboration when i come over and i do I do the fitting, people feel most confident when things fit them the way that they want them, they want it to fit when they're most comfortable. Well, and so it's a collaboration. Um, sorry, go ahead. Well, that's a really great segue into a question that I, I was wanting to ask you is how do you know what a good fit looks like? So in general, a good fit looks like things looks like things laying flat, clothing laying flat on a person, uh, and not bunching in odd places. Sometimes you find uh, when people wear pants that are too big for them, they have a belt, and you can see the bunching in the waist, um, or you can see uh, the rise, which is the crotch of the pants. Uh, hangs down way too low because they prefer to wear their pants lower on their waist. And so what they, they would need a rise. Um, it looks like people not stepping on their hems, having an appropriate length uh, to where they can walk and not step on, on the hem of their pants or the dress. Um, and outside of that and things just in general, um, the seams sitting where they're supposed to, it's really about how the person likes the clothing to fit. Mm -hmm. Some people like a looser fit, some people like a tighter fit. And you can tell by how they feel. And mm -hmm. you can tell how they feel by their expressions. So when they look in the mirror and they love what they see, their face changes. Mm -hmm. And that's when you know that it fits the best on them when mm -hmm. they look at themselves and you can tell that they feel good. Right. And I mean, and we all know that, I mean, even whether something's tailored or not, when we know we feel good in an outfit, it has a dramatic effect on our self-confidence. You know, when we're walking into a stressful situation, whether we're, you know, going into a big meeting, standing in front of a group of people, your confidence level is going to soar if you feel good in what you're wearing. And um, so, you know, how can tailoring a wardrobe, um, how have you seen, I mean, we just talked about that, but let's, let's talk about how have you seen a tailored wardrobe affect someone personally or professionally? So it, again, it, like you said, it changes how it changes the confidence levels. Mm -hmm. um, when someone has a tailored look, when they are able to move around freely and comfortably, but also look good in their clothing, it changes the way that they present themselves to others, not only physically and not only with the clothing, but mm -hmm. in their attitude mm -hmm. and the way that they hold themselves. Right. So socially or professionally, they're walking into a room with confidence. Right. They, you can tell that they they care about the way that they look because things are fitting them the way that they love being 
the way that they love the clothing to fit them and just the basic things like having the hem in the right at, at the right length and having the waist fitting correctly and having the shoulders uh, sit where the shoulders should be changes the way things look I, I've seen men wear jackets um, they they maybe have a bigger waist and narrower shoulders and they have to buy a jacket that fits around their waist but then the shoulders are the shoulder pads are hanging off of their shoulders and that's a bad fit and it doesn't look as good on them mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell by the way that they present themselves they don't necessarily feel good in what they're wearing and that affects every aspect of your day right and you know and I think some people are so used to having clothes that fit awkwardly, they may not even realize it, but subconsciously they're tugging and they're pulling and adjusting their wardrobe all the time. A properly tailored garment is not going to require all that tugging and shifting around, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're having to adjust a waist, if you have my problem where you, where your, your hips are much wider than your waist, and you're constantly yeah yeah i mean it it is very common um and i'm surprised that the clothing industry hasn't hasn't caught up it's starting to but it hasn't caught up quite as quickly as it needs to um yeah i mean i've always been more hippie than anything and i have yet in my 49 years to find a pair of blue jeans that i can put on my body where i don't end up with a huge gap between mm-hmm. In, in my back because of the, the hip to waist ratio. It, yeah. it's And then it's, you have to wear a belt and mm-hmm. then it's incredibly uncomfortable because yeah. it's, it's all gathered in the back and, and it changes the way that you move. It changes your confidence levels because you're self-conscious about having you're self-conscious about it and it's uncomfortable. Right. So if you're, if you're constantly distracted all day, Mm-hmm. by wardrobe malfunctions, you're not going to be able to focus on the things that you really need to be focusing on. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about the process of how you how you work. So you come in, mm-hmm. you schedule the appointment, you bring your your supplies, um, you know, we you do the fitting. So and I, I know you said at least an hour. I mean, how long does it take to do a fitting? What, what's the average number of garments you do at a time? I mean, if somebody's bringing 20 garments, that, that seems a little little much for an hour. What would you? So the fitting is, like I said, typically an hour. Okay. If people need me for more than an hour, I, I stay as long as they need me to. Okay. So I've had people who have two pairs of pants that they need hemmed. Mm -hmm. And I have had uh, a person who we literally went through her wardrobe and Mm -hmm. we, we did about half of her wardrobe Mm -hmm. uh, where, and she kept trying things on and that lasted probably about two hours. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really dependent on what the client needs and what they prefer. If they, if they have certain preferences and uh, how fast they change. Uh, generally, you know, the elderly sometimes need help and sometimes they they aren't as fast at changing. Mm-hmm. And so I stay for as long as, as I need to in order to get the fitting done. And I don't like to rush it either. So if it takes longer, it takes longer. 
Okay. And so, and then you've got the people like I did to you. I, I called you in for one thing and, oh, while you're here, let me ask yeah. you if you can do this. And, oh, can that you That happens. <laughs> that happens almost every time. Um, I just expect that uh, sometimes people, sometimes people uh, have everything set out for me and sometimes we'll be talking and then they'll remember, oh, I have these other things too. And, and so it's, it's no big deal. It's, it's, it's part of the job. I expect that those things will happen because uh, they often do, which, and that's the beauty of being able to have somebody come to you because then when you go into a tailoring shop and you're having a fitting done and you remember, oh, dang, I forgot this, then you have to go back. You don't have to go back now because I'm already there. So it makes things easier for people because we all forget things. We all right. forget that one thing in the back of our wardrobe. Um, I recently did, I went and I fixed someone's couch for them. Um, the cushion was pulling away from their couch. So I, and it's it's something that you you can't, you have to hand stitch closed. And it's mm -hmm. a leather couch. So I was I was sitting there stitching it closed. And she comes down and she, she says, oh, my husband has a few suits. Can you look at them? And I'm already there. So yes, I can look at them. And it's, it happens all the time, more often than not, to be honest. Wow. I didn't know you. So you can do furniture too? Yes. So I do uh, small upholstery jobs. Okay. I don't do, I don't currently have the space for couches and recliners or mm -hmm. anything like that, but I can do smaller chairs um, and I can fix things if things need to be fixed. Gotcha. All right. I got that mental wheel going here as well. <laughs> um, good to know. Um, all right. We'll be talking offline about a few other things. Okay. Um, so once you have everyone's, you know, the, the garments that you're going to work on, what's next? How, how do you, how do you go about, um, and what's the timeline somebody can expect? So typically it's one to two weeks for the timeline. Okay. Um, and what happens is, you know, you, you book the appointment, I come to you, we do the fitting, and then I take the clothing with me and mm -hmm. I alter it usually about one to two weeks, custom clothing items. I do have some clients who have me make custom clothing items. Those can take about three plus weeks, depending on how long the fabric takes to come in. Um, and cause there's a lot of other factors in making clothing. So it, that does take longer, anything custom, but as far as alterations, it's usually one to two weeks. And I set up an appointment with you to drop things off. And then when I come to drop them off, I prefer that people try things on to make sure that they fit correctly. I don't like to leave without them trying things on, but sometimes life happens and they don't have the time. Um, but typically I have people try things on so that if any changes need to be made or if things aren't sitting correctly, like they, like I thought they would, I will take it back and fix it right away. And it'll, it'll be a one to two day turnaround if I need to bring it back. Typically that doesn't happen very often, mm -hmm. but sometimes people have unique needs mm -hmm. that, we have to do multiple fittings. Mm -hmm. And I do let people know if we need to do multiple fittings. Mm -hmm. But usually about 14 days is the max amount of time that somebody would be waiting for their clothes typically. 
Right. So I know, um, I know you do, you know, everyday wear women's clothes, men's suits. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you do like with, um, formal wear? Do you do formal wear as well? I do. So I have, um, luckily at, at the shop that I started at at 18, we did absolutely anything that anyone would bring in. Mm -hmm. So I have experience from regular everyday clothing to formal wear, weddings, um, leather, upholstery is something that I took up outside of that. Um, but I do do wedding party fittings. Wow. Okay. And the, I, I love I love this part of my business, uh, especially because weddings are very special to people. And a lot of times the bride wants to have her family and her friends and her wedding party there when she's having her fitting done. And in a small shop, you can't really do that. Um, you, you make an appointment and you go in and you have a short amount of time to get fit and it's much less personal. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and these shops, they do the best they can to make it personal, but you can't have all your friends in there when you're having your fitting done. It's not as much of a personal experience. And mm -hmm. so what I decided to do was, a, was offer wedding party fittings. Mm -hmm. And this is where the bride or someone in the wedding party can book an appointment for the whole wedding party to have a fitting on the same day. Mm -hmm. And I also do private, uh, private bridal fittings as well. If the bride wants to have a fitting on her own and not have anyone fit on that day, mm -hmm. but the wedding party fittings are great because you can have hors d'oeuvres, you can have drinks, you can have your whole family there. If you'd like, if you have the space for it and you can have fun while you're having your fitting done. And a lot of times the, the bride has a specific length that she wants the gowns. And in the past, when you're working at a sewing shop, sometimes the bridesmaids come in on their own and they don't know, so they have to call. This is convenient because the bride is already there. Right. And she can say, this is, this is what I want. And then everyone gets the same thing done that needs to get done. Right. And you can relax and have fun during the experience and it's not rushed. Right. So I, I offer that. I also offer, um, I also offer prom gown fittings. Mm -hmm. and I offer same day, day of the wedding steaming and last minute repairs. Wow. Okay. Which is great because a lot of times um, you have, you have zippers coming apart you have buttons falling off. You have all these things happening um, during a wedding. Everybody is running around trying to get things set and get things organized. And people's buttons are falling off and they're having to safety pin them last minute. And when you have someone there that's able to just fix it quickly, it makes a huge difference. And you can you can continue with your planning and you can continue with with the wedding. So... No, that's a great idea. I um, I was a volunteer wedding coordinator oh, uh, for a couple of years when I lived in Cincinnati, and um, yeah, I've seen all that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I I was just like, yeah, I don't have, yeah. I don't know how to sew. Yeah, so, and these invisible zippers that they put in the gowns, mm -hmm. they do split sometimes. 
Yeah. So it's good to have someone who can fix that up real quick. I have seen people come in after the wedding Mm -hmm. where the zipper has split. So someone has hand stitched them into the dress and then they've cut themselves out of it afterwards because there's nothing they didn't have. They didn't have someone there to fix the problem at the time. So they would, somebody would just hand stitch the zipper closed and then afterwards they'd cut themselves out so that they could get out of the dress. So they bring the gown in afterwards and ask, can you fix this? And I can Mm -hmm. generally, um, but it, it is, it is uh, stressful when you have to do something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, and weddings are stressful enough. So that's a, that's a wonderful service. I didn't know you did that. So how can somebody contact you? So I have my phone number on my website is 336-666-1412. And I also have my email address, which is sgtailoringstudio at Mm gmail.com. I also have Instagram, if people prefer to contact me on Instagram, it's SG Tailoring Studio. And I also have my website, which is sgtailoringstudio.com. And you can contact me on there. So there's several ways that people can contact me. Right. Well, Siobhan, you do great work. I was super excited with the work you did for me. And um, I'm really excited that you're part of our business community. And you've just dove right in. You've You've gotten involved with our leads groups, you show up and, you know, and I know you're, you're developing um, quite a reputation in the chamber for the excellent work you do. So thank you for, for what you're doing for our business community to help us grow more confident in what we wear. So um, thanks again for joining me today. So this has been Siobhan Green with SG Tailoring. um, And I, again, thank you for, for joining me. So um, that is a wrap for this edition of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. Um, Keep listening and make sure you're checking out the calendar at louisville-clemens.com for all the upcoming events and to get registered for Clemens Community Day and Entre Leadership especially. So um, until next time, I will talk to you guys then. All right. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.